Navigating the complexities of hair growth and loss can be both concerning and deeply personal. So what steps should you take? Millions are affected by hair and scalp changes every day. In a society where our appearance can make or break even one day, where should you turn for informative, honest, science-based information? Kimberly Vaughn's goal for this podcast is to offer informative content with the help of subject matter experts, along with individuals just like you. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today. You are back with us at Hair Loss, you know, Restoring Your Confidence and the Root Cause of Your Problem. We're so excited that you've joined us today. We're also really excited because we have a special guest who's going to be talking about a really important topic, which will be surprised if many of you are familiar with the term that she's going to talk about. So today we're going to touch on aging gracefully. Hmm, lovely. I would like that one too. But this is actually for the man in your life or men. It's now all about you. So we do have a special guest, as I mentioned, Thais Buchert is with us today. And Thais is a clinical trichologist. She is a registered nurse, IV therapy specialist, wound care specialist, and is also now leading the charge of our clinical team at the HPI Hair Partners organization. And so Thais is here to join us today, and she's going to tell us a little bit about why she got involved with hair loss to start with. Well, thank you, Kimberly. Um, so my journey with hair loss started when I was 19. I started, I would lose my hair, I'd get it back. I'd lose my hair and I'd get it back. And I watched the same thing happen to my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, my brothers. So I just thought it was normal. It wasn't until I started doing some research that I realized that this can be helped, can be treated. And I got down to the, the root cause, pun intended, yeah. of my hair loss. You're such a good student. <laughs> and so um, it, it was a very interesting subject for me, a very personal subject for me. And now that I feel like my hair is on the up and up, I've been able to help my family as well. Excellent. And you have a few males in your family. You have two really awesome brothers who are differing ages. So they, I'm sure, will enjoy this episode and relate quite well. So Explain a little bit about what andropause means. I know, yes, I said andropause. Get ready. So andropause is oftentimes referred to as the male version of menopause. Mm. So they now have a name for it. They, they do. And a more clinical definition, which is in what I like, um, is andropause is defined as a decline in the androgen hormone testosterone. Mm-hmm. Now, androgen hormone testosterone, what does that mean? Um, there are hormones that initiate puberty. Men and women both have them. The most popular of these androgen hormones is is called testosterone. Ah, oh yes. The T word, right? I know. It's so crazy. So interesting. So now we have a label for as I'm going to call it, menopause, but Here science causes <laughs> cause, calls it andropause. And so 
when this happens in men, what should they be looking for? I mean, what are the symptoms? I mean, you you said a moment ago, right? Hair loss comes and goes, comes and goes for women as well as for men. But is there a time in someone's life when they see that this testosterone level changes? Is it a time? Is it a, a season? Is it an experience? What's going on? And why could they fall into this andropause phase, which definitely is precipitating additional hair loss and then moving them further down this this loss trail? Yes. Androgen-dependent hair loss could happen anytime after puberty. There's a, a sweet spot that if you if you have too low testosterone, you could lose hair. If you have too high of testosterone, you could lose hair. So there is a sweet spot that we we all need to stay in to to keep um, our hair from falling out. So symptoms to look for are mood swings, irritability, um, feeling tired all the time. And then when you try to sleep, you can't. So perhaps you're having difficulty sleeping or insomnia. Oh, wait a minute. So this is all to COVID, right? I mean, are you sure you're talking andropause or are you talking about menopause? <laughs> right? So now, men, those of you who are listening, make sure you take note of this. So when the woman in your life and the love of your life is complaining about this, you'll see that it could potentially happen to you or maybe it is happening. You just choose to ignore it, Right. Or blame it on something else. Blame it on someone else, something else. <laughs> That's right. Someone else is a great thing. That's true. That's true. And also, it's important to note that just having one day of irritability and mood swings does not diagnose andropause. We are talking about um, prolonged, unrelenting symptoms. Okay. The mood swings, the irritability, loss of muscle mass. Um, some will even say uh, low sex drive or erectile dysfunction are also characteristic of andropause. And and so if I understood you right, this can actually happen anytime after puberty. Yeah, more likely later in life, but in the clinical definition, it can happen anytime after puberty. So, you know, one of the times where we see younger men that come into the clinic is many times when they're either going from a major transition, right? Playing a major sport. So a lot of stress on the body, a lot of stress on the mind. Uh, Moving from high school into college, right? Yes. Uh, Into college, then the transition of going from, I don't know, hypothetically, we were talking about attorneys earlier, right? So uh, an attorney that is trying to get through law school and take their bars, All of this stress, from a female's perspective, it really can affect what's going on with our hormones, right? And testosterone is a hormone. So how does that affect these men across this pendulum and spectrum of, call it, I don't know, what, 16, 17, up through 25 years old? Yes, the stress will definitely lower testosterone levels. And then it's a catalyst. So if you're not, if you're stressed, then you're not going to sleep. Well, if you don't sleep, then your testosterone lowers. So neat. And also exercise. Um, if you're not, if you're stressed, if you're not sleeping, you might not feel energized enough to exercise. Exercise will help increase testosterone. So there's different lifestyle interventions 
oh, that can oh, be done. Oh, so great. Yes, yes. So um, testosterone, we know. And we, you know, it, at HPI Hair Partners, we talk a lot about this to our clients and to our men, just about, you know, hey, if your testosterone levels are a little bit lower after trichology labs are run or alopecia diagnostic testing is performed, and if someone doesn't want to take any type of medication, because we know that, as you said earlier, too high testosterone is certainly taking us down the path of hair loss. So it's only compounding on a situation that we're trying to correct. But getting to the gym is important, right? Because lifting weights, what about running and just walking and cardiovascular work? Does that help build our testosterone as well? It's more of the resistance training, weight training. Okay. Is what will improve testosterone levels. Okay. Okay, great. So, but that does, it seems like it could be a, a downhill spiral because if you're stressed, you're not sleeping, then because you're not sleeping, you're, you're not too tired feeling to work out. energized yeah. to go work out. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. So it is challenging. So what should someone do? So if one of our listeners, either a male or a female who is certainly trying to help her spouse or significant other, son, brother, what can they do to advise or to suggest for them to maybe try to refocus on or to really kind of dig into because maybe there's truly an imbalance like what you're talking about? Yes, um, definitely labs. I, I will always go to the clinical side and say that um, you need to have your labs drawn and not just a testosterone level. Get a DHT level, estrogen level, DHEA. Yes. Follicle stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone. Get a whole hormone panel drawn to see where you stand. There are also some natural supplements okay. that individuals can take. Um, salt palmetto is a very popular one. Um, vitamin D and zinc are also um, natural testosterone boosters. And then two amino acids, aspartic acid and ornithine are two amino acids that will naturally increase one's testosterone. Okay, excellent. So let's see, vitamin D, we know we can get in a supplement form, but you know, men sometimes, because we have a good history of this, that it's hard for them to remember to take supplements, right? I always joke and I'm like, look, just put them in a plastic baggie and throw them in your car, you know? So when you're sitting in traffic, you can like take them with the bottle of water that you're carrying because you know you're drinking X amount of water, X amount of water a day to hydrate. But with that being said, the vitamin D certainly is a supplement also can be found in getting enough natural sunlight. Then tell me about, and then the zinc, certainly we love liquid zinc compounds um, that we use in the clinic just because it really helps the actual supplement get into the bloodstream much faster. Yes, more readily absorbed. Well, and I personally take zinc and I mean, it makes such a big difference in how I feel throughout the day. So it, it is a big proponent of helping balance that testosterone. Then tell me about those two amino acids. Say those again for the listener. Aspartic acid okay. and ornithine. I was introduced to those about a year ago when I started working out a little more, taking my own health into consideration. And I couldn't, I, I plateaued um, on my workouts. Okay. I, was having, I was making gains. And then I about three months later, I plateaued. And a trainer uh, 
encouraged me to get on aspartic acid and ornithine and it helped give me that little push to get past um to get past my plateau and so i it made me research it a little more sure and then that's when i found out that it was a bit of a testosterone boost oh wow well and amino acids are amazing right i mean yes building blocks of cells that's right and so for anyone that's experiencing any form of hair loss whatsoever, amino acids just are the key and they are the building blocks, right, to build up those cells to help uh, combat any form of genetic hair loss, any form of stress-induced telogen effluvium, aggressive shedding. Um, so that's that's so great. I'm glad that you're telling me this because I don't think I knew that. Now I'm going to go back and start doing my own research and get some of those for us. So that's good. So great information. If some, if a male is starting to feel tired or feel fatigued, and certainly they're starting to lose hair, what is? I mean, what do you recommend? Is it is are their next steps then to move forward to try to understand? I know you said the labs are great, but you know what if they had their labs drawn a year ago or six months ago, and their general practitioner said to them, "Oh, your your labs are all good. You know, we would only get in touch with you if something's out of line, right?" I always have to bring this one up because it just is one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> yes, and you. You have to be your own advocate mm-hmm. for your own health. And if you know something's wrong, you know you don't feel good, but your lab work still looks good, then it's incumbent upon you to take the next step. So maybe that looks like analyzing your diet. What are you eating? Fatty foods, alcohol, those will decrease your testosterone level. Um, how often do you go to the gym? What does your workout look like? Maybe change up your workout. Maybe cardio mixed with weight training. Sure. Are you on any supplements? What kind of supplements? Are you absorbing your supplements? There's there's a lot to dig into uh, beyond the lab work. Right. Well, and boy, you touched on a key of the absorption, right? Is so important. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, at HPI Hair Partners, we started utilizing a, an epigenetic test. Uh, gosh, it's been what, maybe three years ago? Yes. Mm-hmm. That really um, helps us understand gut health, uh, the environment, and really what's happening with an individual's body. And so testing of that sort certainly doesn't have to be from us, but it can be anywhere. But epigenetics is really important in understanding is your body absorbing what's being what it's being given. given. Yeah. The other key is, is that so many times, you know, I joke about lotions and potions, right, that cure hair loss. But at the same time, there's just as many pills Uh, (laughs) That's saying they cure hair loss. Exactly. Right. And the other thing is, is that so many of them are hard caplets. Right. So when individuals take these caplets, you know, there's so many studies that prove that they don't break down and get to the bloodstream ever. They just just pass on through. Big gut load. Right. And then it has to go somewhere. As Thais, you said, so nicely said, just pass on through. But it never gets into your system. So you have to do something, right? So it's really important for individuals, uh, men especially, who we're addressing and talking to today, to really focus on what's going on with these testosterone levels to see if andropause could be, in effect, a driver behind their hair loss. 
That's great. Well, so to wrap it up, and we always like to send our listener and audience away with um, three steps, maybe. So if they're listening today, what would the three steps be? And they don't have to be in any order um, to help them really kind of take the next step to see or to test or to understand or to be their own advocate of trying to get to the next place to understand if andropause or low or high testosterone are their issues? Um, Well, if you don't have a primary care provider or functional medicine doctor, um, please find one. Always uh, lab work. I'm always going to go back to the clinical data. Um, That's my background. So lab work first, um, have a a men's wellness exam, which could look like um, uh, checking your prostate, colon, heart health, blood pressure. So definitely get established with um, a doctor and have lab work drawn. Then the next step would be consider your diet and exercise. For sure. Oh, most definitely. And just like what you said, you know, I mean, exercise is so challenging when we're feeling lethargic or we're feeling down. So i.e. our testosterone levels are probably low male or female, right? And so that's that's a great that's a great fourth step. I think we've wrapped it up though. Yeah. We talked we covered a lot. We did. I know. I know it was great. Well, Thais, thank you so much. It's been so insightful and so helpful for our audience and our listener to understand and for everybody to really realize there is a word called andropause, i.e. the male's version of menopause. So as always, thank you so much for joining and make it a great hair day. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the world of hair care and restoration. If you found this episode enlightening, don't forget to drop us a review over on Apple Podcasts. If you're eager to delve deeper into how HPI Hair Partners can cater to your hair needs, Why wait? Connect with us today at hpihairpartners.com and make sure you never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. Tune in every week for fresh and enlightening updates. Until then, here's to healthier hair and boosted confidence.